Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Did somebody say my name? I thought I heard it. Hello there. Welcome to another one. It's uh, the 15th of May. It's election day here in Pittsburgh. This is the kind of election you guys generally don't do. Do it, okay? Seriously, do it. Oh, Susan's here. Susan, hi. Good morning. Happy election day. Oh, God. Yeah, so they're forecasting a 20% turnout. I got to tell you. What, is that up from 11? Probably. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably expecting a few more now that we're woke. Yeah, 20%. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Keep keep whining, Democrats, about how, you know, nothing can be done. Oh, God. Well, you know, this is a, uh, Pennsylvania, it's not an open primary, so um, uh, we're just picking candidates, pretty much, for the uh, general. And, uh, but there's some, there's some very interesting state races where insurgent, Type Democrats are taking on uh, entrenched Democrats in the state house. Uh, in both cases, women taking on men that have been there forever. And uh, so I would argue that uh, here is an opportunity to uh, shake up Harrisburg a little bit. Um, please, please. Well, in those races, just because you're going to have a 20% turnout, you might have a 10% where no one cares, and and you might have a 50% or 60% in those races. Well, that's right. And it, the the Wall Street Journal today has a story that, I mean, it's not news to me, but it's it's one of those stories where, you know, you just sort of hang your head in shame. Uh, that this uh, awful fact about this state is being broadcast <laughs> to such a wide uh, audience. And uh, the reality is is that women running for political office uh, are very much a, uh, a scarce commodity in Pennsylvania. And when they do run they usually don't win. Uh, Pennsylvania has 18... And the ones that win get indicted and thrown in jail. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) That is absolutely correct. I'm thinking... Outmanning the man. That's what we do. Yeah, I'm thinking of two, both from the same family, sisters, one a Supreme Court justice and the other a state uh, rep who both write ignominiously and feloniously were shown the door. And then there was also, of course, the woman who was supposed to be overseeing uh, the law in Pennsylvania, uh, one Kathleen Kane, who was the attorney general, who, is she serving time now? I mean, I know she was convicted, so I, I don't know if she started her jail sentence. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, when women do run around here um, and do get elected, they're often every bit as awful as the, as the men they've replaced. I hope that can change. We have 18 representatives and, well, 16 representatives and uh, two senators. 
representing us in Washington. Every single one of them are male. You know, there's very few uh, congressional delegations that look like that now. Uh, all male. All of our five statewide elected officials, governor, lieutenant governor, auditor general, yada, 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 all male. Uh, I mean, to find another... I don't know why you're surprised about this. I really see a huge backlash from men in terms of misogyny that's occurred over the last, I'd say, five years. No, but this is a backlash left from, you know, uh, 1722. Uh, well, women in well, uh, yeah, it's never gone away. But I, but I it's really never, do. I, we've never had women in any uh, in any concentration of being elected out of Pennsylvania. It's one of the worst states in the country in that regard. But I do agree with you that yeah, all these uppity women now are getting other uh, are getting men and some other constituencies all. Uh, well, I just look at you know, for example, this this uh, the Missouri governor that's yeah. in so much hot water, right. and they uh, they they dismissed the case of, with the the sexual charges uh, yesterday. Yes. Um, but because because his cra the defense team was going to call the process the prosecutor as a witness, and they may refile those charges. But I, it's it's the weakest case of the many cases against him. So um, I don't. I'm not sorry to see that one disappear, actually. But if you see what's being written against the woman prosecutor, and which has been written since day one, it is just nonstop misogyny. That you can't say the word woman and without without the next word being incompetent. Ah, really? You know, I mean, it's just you know doesn't know her job. And again, you don't put a girl in to do you know it, it, that sort of stuff. Oh boy. Well, yeah, and 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 the fact that the case is dismissed is looked as proof that she is inadequate and lousy and blah 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 blah. Well, I mean, not knowing any detail, I don't know if she's competent. Is she? I mean, just because you're a well, woman I doesn't on make it. the basis of this one case say it one way or the other. Okay, so yeah. I mean, I have it. a hard time thinking that this case, that this particular case, was not politically motivated. Okay. We got a call. Um, let, let, let's get uh, a, let's get a caller in here first. Okay. Okay. Hi, caller. Hello, Lynn. Yeah. Hi. Um, couple things. One thing about the election day, I'm going to go vote. But one of the reasons a lot of people won't is I live in Moon and I'm a Democrat. There are five races I can vote for, and three of them only have one person running. So yeah. I think that's why there's one of the reasons why there's little interest. But I want to touch on something Susan said, because this is really why I was calling before she even made her comment. The most disgusting thing about Trump being president, to me, is the, the enabling of the racists and the misogynists and the bigots and all these people now. You know, you got the kid in Florida who, when he asked his, the girl to the prom, if I was black, I'd be picking cotton to sign. I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you. The case that was at Harvard or Yale where... The white girl calls up about the African American girl sleeping in a common area and calls the cops. I mean, the the women golfing at the York Golf Course. That's the most disgusting thing to me. That these people now feel entitled, and you can't you can't tell me that a person that votes for Trump is a good person because it's it's equivalent to 
we know the, the movie Mississippi Burning. It's equivalent to knowing who murdered those kids down in Mississippi, but saying, well, I wouldn't have killed them myself, but eh, I'm not going to do anything about it. Well, I, you know, I got to agree with you. I have been feeling recently like um, I have to change my whole worldview because I grew up thinking no German in World War II that sat there and let that happen should ever be forgiven. And yet I see myself sitting in my own country watching children being ripped out of the arms of their mothers, terrible things being done in my name, and I'm just sitting here going, what should I do? Well, I'm every bit as complicit as those Germans that didn't know what to do, and I'm horrified to find myself in this situation. Well, wait a minute. Well, you voted against Trump, right? I did, but that doesn't well, you did. Me. So you did something. You did something. Well, yeah, and you're continuing to be, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't over... I'm outspoken, that's, that's true. Well, but, yeah. I, but I do feel complicit. I do feel like there's something more I should be doing. Well, there probably is. To actively stop them from doing these, what I consider to be horrifying things in our names. Yeah. You should run for office. Well, unless you want to get arrested, I don't know what you can do. <laughs> you probably end up getting arrested for protest. Yeah, I probably, I probably would be. Well, that would be fun. I've never done that before. Well, I'm still working, and I have a job where if that was on my record, I might have trouble going to see my customers. So there I, you go. I can't you risk can. that. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm not going to do it. Have a good day. It. Thank you very bye, much. Bye. Appreciate, Thank, it. appreciate the call. call. Bye. Thank you. I, yeah, I would do it, except I can't stand going to meetings. And it seems to me if you hold elective office, that's pretty much what you do. Um, yeah, you learn how to sit very still and look and look like you're like you're paying listening. Right, like you're paying attention. Uh, Chuck writes regarding Kathleen Kane. That's our uh, former attorney general who got sentenced. The judge could have sentenced her up to 28 years in prison. Chuck says, but opted for a sentence of 10 to 23 months. As of January. Her jail sentence had been stayed pending an appeal. So, yeah, she's, she's out uh, but hasn't served any time yet, keeping a very low profile, I must say. Um, we've got another call. Hello. Hung up. Okay. That's okay. Uh, so just getting back a little bit to the horrific record of uh, electing women in Pennsylvania, in its entire history, Pennsylvania <laughs> has managed to elect only seven women to Congress. Seven women. Never a senator, but seven women. And three of them were elected because they were Mrs. somebody who had just died. So they were elected based on the fact that they were married to the guy who had held the seat. Right, they were going to be their husband's proxy. That's right. So that really means that only four women in the entire history of this state have ever been sent to Washington, D.C. You would be hard-pressed to find another state with that abysmal a record given the fact that we're as large as we are and have that many congressional districts. So uh, the fact of the matter is, is that women are running all over the place today. Uh, there are 18, no, who are they? I can't, I can't find it. Oh, 28 Pennsylvania Democrats have 
28 women running today for seats in the Congress. Republicans have one woman running. Now, a lot of these women don't have a chance, but they're out there. And Susan, they were propelled into, you know, totally unknown territory for them, of course, by the election of Donald Trump and the ensuing horror <laughs> that, that, you know, I just incredible, incredible. So there's that. And then there's, Susan, are you going to watch the Royal Wedding Saturday? Well, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, you know, hopping around the country again. So it's going to, I'll be on mountain time. So what, I'd have to set my clock for 4 a.m.? No, you don't want to do that. But would you want, yeah. So you, I you, think you, I'll probably just watch a rerun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even. I think, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a helpless romantic. I mean, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, you know, pay attention and watch. I, I think it's sort of neat. I'm, I'm rooting for Her. Harry and Megan. Harry and, Harry and Megan. Well, I want to tell you that I didn't realize it was Saturday, but it is Saturday, and I'm looking at um, uh, the televised coverage. So I just want to put this out there for anybody who is going to be uh, wanting to watch. Uh, in real time, I guess coverage starts at 7 and 7.30. Um, but that's all that earlier stuff. I mean, I don't know when the wedding actually is taking place. But here's, I think, the thing to watch. HBO. Yes, HBO is covering it uh, with two anchors, Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. And... <laughs> Will Farrell and Ma Molly Shannon are going to be covering the wedding, playing daytime television hosts named Cord Hassenbeck and Tish Cadigan. And consequently, I think that would be with their ad lib, they're going to ad lib their way uh, through the royal wedding. And don't tell me that ain't going to be funny. Oh, it will be. I mean, I just think these things are, are fun. Yeah. You can do right, all right, sorts right. of stuff. Well, I agree. But the way to watch it would be to see all the pomp and circumstance and the dress and all that kind of crap and get instead of the gushing, stupid um, coverage that you get with these things, get Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. HBO, ladies and gentlemen, starting at 7.30 a.m., I hope they nail it, you know, and I, I wouldn't want them to be mean. Well, that's only 5.30 Mountain. Maybe I could do that. Oh! <laughs> well, it's up to you. Uh, oh, I didn't understand. Susan, did Are you understand you what the, watch? In, uh, It's awful early for me on a Saturday. <laughs> I like to, I like to, you know, get my get my beauty rest Saturdays, generally getting out of bed around 11. Um, but did you understand when the caller called? Because I did not. He uh, referenced something about a prom proposal, which I did not know. And I want to thank... Oh, yeah. Well, there were all Well, these, I want to uh, say that, Milton. That, that was a few weeks ago. Some some kid, you know... I've got it here. The way he Milton sent me this picture. It's a kid holding a sign that says this. If I was black, oh my God, 
This kid's white. If I was black, I'd be picking cotton. But I'm white, so I'm picking you for the prom. Question. So first of all, I'd like to point out that the grammar of that is if I were. Were. Black, I, well. Were. That is the subjunctive. I know we don't use it that anymore. That is hardly the. I also the, know that the word me is dropping out of the uh, lexicon as well and is replaced only with the apparently classier I. But. <laughs> that's not the. Uh, that's not even. What? This. Kid, is that is how in my head. I got to subjunctive and it led to my latest pet peeve. I'm sorry, we're back on cotton picking. Well, it's unbelievable. If I were black, I'll correct it for you. If I were black, I'd be picking cotton. But I'm white, so I'm picking you. Oh yeah, that would. <laughs> you know, it looks like it should be written on a heart and given at Valentine's Day, don't you think? Unfriggin' believable. Well, so... And there yeah. was that thing, that, that, that case in Yale about... I mean, who was that woman that calls the cops when they see a black woman... I don't know, and why did, we, why did we not know who she was? She was never identified, so she was sheltered. Uh, why did we not know who she was? Well, because... because that was an overtly racist... Act. Right, it was, but the but like there are no black students. She's never seen a black student in her dorm. But Susan, let's let's acknowledge that if the other student's name, the one who called the cops, were to have been publicized, she would have been ripped limb from limb by people all over the internet. And well, yeah, I mean, I understand well, why they aren't publishing her name, publishing her well, name. but making a false report, calling 911 on, frivolously and making a false report is, is, is bad. Well, what I want to know, speaking on of... On a the, lot of levels. Calling the cops, I want to... Did, did you see, have you all seen the video of the woman in San Francisco? This bizarre woman. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the one who where, the, calling, where, where the cops trying to her, give her daughter a ticket. No, 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 is no. Is that the one? No, no, no. This is a woman in a park, who is standing about twenty feet away from two black people, who are lighting a charcoal grill. Because they're going to have a picnic. And she is calling the cops. Because she has decided that there are no barbecue grills allowed in the park. And she's calling the police. And she is like the creepiest human being you have ever seen. And some other, the, the video that, that is out there is a video taken by, it sounds like a white woman who comes upon the scene and starts then questioning the woman on the phone to the cops like what's your problem here they're like having a picnic they ain't playing loud music there is nothing going on it's a public park and the woman just keeps saying it is not allowed to blah 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 and this woman just keeps coming at her and coming at her and coming at her and coming at her then ends up screaming in her face and the cops do come and the big bad woman who was calling the cops in the first place is sobbing to the cops. I've been assaulted. I have been... Uh. So anyway, her picture on her phone 
is showing up in all these funny, I guess, memes all over the Internet now. So they have a picture of her on the phone in her sunglasses, uh, you know, finding a crime and reporting it to the police. And somebody superimposed it uh, where she's standing, like, right behind uh, Dr. King as he's giving his I Have a Dream speech. <laughs> and, and, and people are, are putting her in all of these instances where she's, she's calling the cops for, you know, any black people doing anything in a in a public space. Unbelievable. Um, I love the fact that she was destroyed by whoever this woman is who came by. Yeah, good for whoever that woman is. And may we please all start to do things like that. Yeah. And I, oh, and I saw something right outside here yesterday. Um, I came out, out after the show onto Swissvale, a downtown uh, street, and uh, there was a black man, elderly, who was walking very slowly, and he w had a limp, and he, he was right like next to me, and then he decided he was going to cross the street. I often cross the street right where he was. It, would, it is jaywalking, I admit it. But there's only one lane coming from one way and a bus lane going the other way. So it is often very easy to cut across the street with no trouble at all. And I have done it a million times. This old guy starts across the street and all of a sudden I jump 20 feet because a cop car has appeared in the bus lane and put on its side. Part of a siren that he made this loud, yeah, woo, like that, and I jumped, and I turned and looked, and the cop, white cop, uh, screamed something I didn't hear at the poor old guy trying to cross the street, and then went on his way. Um, thank God, I mean, he didn't stop and arrest him, but I'm thinking. Would that cop have done? I don't know. And the black guy, he didn't even, he didn't even react. I mean, I got a feeling black people are so used to this kind of shit. We not now we know that. Now that people are putting, well, we know it, but we don't know it. Well, we I know mean, it I'm more than we ever did. More than we ever did, Susan, because Hopefully, people are putting. But I'm, I'm just. What. I don't know. I'm I'm really disheartened. I I think we have to really start trying to imagine what it's like to wake up day in your, of your life in a country where 50% of the people just look at you and hate you. Don't know anything about you. Just can look at you and hate you. I would I would and, I would take the word hate and replace it with fear. Um I think it's more that. Fear of the unknown, fear of these different people. Well, whatever, whatever that causes them to act in a yes, negative manner to exactly. you irrationally, no right. matter what. I know. I mean, I just... And it's just, I mean, how exhausting was it? it was, I know what it was about. I was reading about how African-American black women are, um, have much higher uh, uh, rates of problems with pregnancies yes. than white women yes. do. Yeah. And and it's it's not because of anything except the way they are treated by doctors. That is correct. Doctors do not listen to them when they report pain. They tell them far more often that the pain that they are experiencing is normal and to ignore it. 
they are suggesting this, that what happened to Serena Williams wouldn't have happened to her if she were white. All of these things that they have three times the the rates of problems in pregnancy that with women than other women, and for no other reason than the way they are treated by their doctors, yep. which is wholly unconscious on the doctor's part. Which got me thinking, gee, how'd you like to, you know? And and then they start talking about stress levels and blah 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 blah. blah. I'm going, well, how stressful is it to wake up in a country where you're where you don't know from one minute to the next whether the person that's looking at you, you know, would rather that you be dead or not. Yeah. How stressful is it to live your life like that? Yeah. Very. That's our country. Yeah. Well, we're learning that. I think in that regard, uh, Trump's election and flushing out a lot of these uh, despicable human beings so that it's all out there and then also the fact that causes more vigilance on the part of um, people of better uh, you know character and so we're seeing I, I just think after a while people seeing these things where blacks are treated with such hatred and contempt and and violence when uh, if when the white person has been in the same situation has never experienced anything like it I think in that regard, you're, anyway, I don't know. Hey, I just got to say, Henry has written and said, Will Farrell and Molly Shannon played the same characters on the January 1st broadcast of the Rose Bowl Parade. And he says, it was hilarious. Perhaps funnier than Farrell and Shannon were, uh, uh, the viewers who were not in on the joke started a social media storm. Oh, Farrell and Shannon, people who, he's saying people who uh, came upon it and didn't realize it was a joke, went on social media complaining about the Rose Parade coverage. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with people that they can't ever, what is it that they can't tell that that's a joke? What the? No. Oh my God! Oh, I'm sorry, Milton. Just sure, it's a joke. It's a joke, just like that name in that woman in the at, in the Trump office who who told us we didn't have to worry about McCain because he was going to he's going to anyway. be dead anyway. That was a joke. Well, I got to tell you, some, Milton just sent me a, a funny picture of I, this must be from uh, Black Panther, which I haven't seen yet. It's a bunch of uh, fierce female-looking warriors. Um, uh, black warriors and uh, standing there and someone has superimposed the the sobbing lunatic racist woman from San Francisco on her phone uh, in front of them so it's, it's, it just <laughs> how is that poor woman even ever going to go to the grocery no store? don't call her a poor woman karma. she is this the is worst she is the worst of the worst of the worst I mean everything she's getting She's uh, she deserves. Uh, Roger writes. God, you guys, you're emailing, you're calling. I can't get a word in edgewise. We have a, a Roger writes. I can't tell you how many stories I get to listen to about sissy women and other entitled minorities who expect everything handed to them. This morning in the office, we were talking about cutting grass, cutting grass. And I made the mistake of saying, maybe we don't need to cut acres of grass. 
What's wrong with a field of wildflowers? I like grass, but some seem to want grass courses like manicured acres of, I don't know, I might golf courses, I think. I might as well have said that baseball is stupid and so are hot dogs. This is America, everybody was jumped on him, and cutting grass is what we do. I apologize for not being politically correct. And then Roger says, my daughter married a Canadian woman. I think we're all moving. <laughs> I would just get another job. He's always reporting from his office, which sounds like, a, you know. It, and where, he's, where he has his force to be with the most horrible human Yeah, people. right, really pretty <laughs> awful people. Right. Okay, we've got to. <laughs> fine, you know. That's why they call it work. That's right. Oh, it's <laughs> sad. Okay, um, I'm with you on the grass stuff, though. So uh, we have a call as well. Hello. Me? Yep, me. me? You. You. Must be okay, you. Yeah, yeah, I heard a little. Uh, I heard a ding, so I figured it was me. Yeah, it is. My favorite There's Hope for Humanity story comes from last year. What? Uh, when I went to get my car inspected. Okay. Well, you know, the black-white issue? Yes. How black people were treated? Yes. I went to a friend's car dealership slash garage to get my car inspected, and uh, there was a few people sitting there, some older guys, and uh, my friend all of the lighter persuasion. And uh, my friend asked me, he said, uh, is there anything wrong with your car? I said, well, my passenger side blinker won't work. He said, uh, it's just a change of a bulb. I said, I tried that, didn't work. I said, this guy told me I needed a, uh, p- a ponytail or a pigtail or something, and I couldn't find it online. He goes, oh, okay. And one of the older white guys chimes up and said, ah, I've been driving my car for two years without an inspection, and my blinkers don't work. And my friend said, he, he can't do that. Oh wow! Wow! I said, "Man, there is hope." The fact that he recognized, you know, he, the white guy. He yeah, you would have been sixteen times. Yeah, I, I, I looked at the guy. I said, "Yeah, I, I, I can't do that." Wow! <laughs> so, I, you know, I experienced it in my in my youth of getting stopped with you know just stopped with you know either a blinker out or the inspection is due in three days. Stop to say. Uh, I'll just stop to let you know your inspection is due in three days. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? That running yellow right. lights, all that stuff is out. That's just, just, just out. I know better. I can't do it. You know, I don't have that privilege. You know, <laughs> I you know. I have the privilege to go 65 miles an hour. Right. No. And the, I know yeah. my son doesn't have the privilege either because he's brown. And, and uh-huh. uh, he was driving my car and got stopped. This is a few years back. Um, for uh, a tail light that was out. I was driving that car for months and months and months and months. Nobody stopped me because the tail light was out. Soon as that, he, he, he rarely drove that car. Soon as he gets in it, gets stopped. Yeah. Like, you know, I drive basically, it's a, what looks like a minivan now, but at one point, when I was in my you know, early 30s, I drove a 10-year-old Cadillac. I got pulled over in that thing for <laughs> so, so many times <laughs> it, was, it was so many times it was uh, my favorite one is i was working at the mall and a woman who i worked with the next day after i had been stopped no ticket just stopped in upper st Clair. she says to me so you got pulled over yesterday huh <laughs> and i went yeah how do you know that yeah she goes, well the cop that pulled you over is my neighbor he, he told me a, a black guy driving a car like that i had to pull him over <laughs> Are you kidding me? (laughs) Literally told her that. And And she knew it was you? 
Yeah, yeah well, because <laughs> I, to I told him where I worked and where I was coming oh. from. Yeah, oh, I, I, I told her where I worked and where I was coming from, and this is her next door neighbor, so she knows, she knows who I. You know. And back then, I was working at South Hills Village Mall as an airbrush guy in the mall. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm almost like a uh, entertainment, you know, right. painting on clothes in the middle of the mall, so people knew who I was and what I did, you know. So, right. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that, that's like one of those things. Well, but you know, I, you remind. Continue for. You remind me ahead. though that the other day I walked out here onto Smithfield and. There was uh, two guys, black guys, in a convertible sports car that was so beautiful. I don't know. I think it was a Mercedes. I don't know what the heck it was. And it was red. And I was looking at him and thinking, are you nuts? I mean, are you, are you wanting to? Because isn't that awful? That that's well, what know. I thought of, too. I mean, wow. Yeah. Can I, one, one positive quick story. Okay. Another positive. Good. When I was a teenager, another, when I was a teen, you know, teenager on my way to art school early, early in the morning, it's, so, it's still dark outside, that I, and I go down to this little bus stop in Cannesburg, you know, that had like a little cover. It was like a little cover, like the city bus stop. Yeah, shelter. And I walk there, and for the first time ever, I see an older white lady sitting in the thing. So not to scare her, still dark, she's by herself. I stand outside of the thing. You know, so I don't want to frighten this poor little old white lady. So um, oh, starts to rain. So <laughs> I move inside. The, I, I move inside the thing and say, "Good morning. How are you?" She goes, "Oh, I'm fine. Thank you." And then, and then she she paused for a moment and she said, "I want to thank you." I said, "Why?" She said, "Well, there aren't that many young people who would, you know, take the time to talk to an older lady." And I said, "Oh, you're welcome." sitting there thinking i'm thinking she's afraid of me uh, <laughs> you know for yeah. being black and she's thinking i don't want to talk to her for because she's old <laughs> wow yeah. that was yeah. a nice uh, now, moment that and that was a check on my prejudice and your you assumptions I mean? i'm assuming that she's right. going to be afraid of me because i'm a black guy and it was, i was completely wrong well i don't <laughs> think that's what you assumed it because you're a you're a, you're an m Susan says empathic. I say empathetic. It means the same thing. Because you're a good human being, and you didn't want to cause her any distress, possibly, yep. right? But I still made assumptions. I still, I you still did. presumed. Which, but but yeah, I think I your presumption her. is correct. <laughs> I'm an I'm old white lady. I think your presumption <laughs> was probably correct. Susan, what do you think? Uh... Maybe a little, probably a little bit of unease, but I understand what she's saying, too, because um, I've officially sort of entered the ranks of the invisible, and right. when a young person smiles or says hi to me, I'm, like, thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, when I come to think of it, the funny, the funny thing is, she probably was the age you guys are right now. This was 1982, so, yeah, yeah, right. so she was a ago. woman in her 60s, and to, uh, and to most people, totally invisible. Yeah. Well, I ain't invisible. Hey, hey, thank you. Well, thank you're Lynn Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're moving on my TV set. Your sister's just sitting there. Looking yeah, I'm just sitting there, so I'm pretty <laughs> invisible. <laughs> well, if she wants to come to Pittsburgh, she can be uh, moving. Sit right here. Uh, thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah come, come on to Pittsburgh yeah. and join Amazon. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Good to talk to you. Susan, talking about empath yeah. empathy, empathetic, I yeah. read uh, a piece 
that talks about some of the stuff that is uh, research that is going on uh, using virtual reality. And um, there are some uh, husband and wife team of scientists in Barcelona that have been working on uh, using virtual reality to help another person get to get, help somebody get into another person's skin, literally. And um, it's mind blowing. the The reporter who did the did it is a woman. And she agreed to try one of the experiments they have. So she put on this headset. And, and the minute she put it on, you know, she's in another reality. You know, it, when, if, you, if you've never done it, if you put one of those on and then you look down, you don't necessarily see your feet. You see the feet of this other person you have become. And she's standing in this odd room that is not the, you know, it's virtual reality. She's in this room, and some guy comes busting through the door, swearing at her, screaming at her, uh, telling her she's an ugly, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and, and he says, look at yourself. And, 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 and she, tur she turns, and there's a mirror there. And what she sees is uh, a woman wearing black pants and an unflattering T-shirt that's clinging to the flesh around her stomach. Her hair is shorter and darker. She sees another woman, but it's her because every time she moves, that other woman moves exactly like she does, and the man is in her face in the room, and he keeps coming at her, she wrote about it. She said, he's a foot or so away, towering over me, glaring at me. Uh, I've been too soft on you, he says. I shield my face with my hands. And the man goes on, hurling obscenities, until finally I find my voice. I'm done here. I'm done here. And I, she rips off the virtual reality thing to return herself to. And she said she was shaking just shaking she said I had planned to interview the researchers afterwards but my pulse was racing my hands were trembling I had trouble even understanding what people were saying to me and she said one of the researchers said in his soft English accented voice uh, it's okay it's a normal reaction now this is a thing that they developed for men who are domestic abusers so that if a man is found to be abusing a woman and gets caught they put him in this situation put the headset on him so that when he turns he is a woman there is a man threatening him and they've done this with guys and while this is in the early stages, it does appear that it helps them for the first time see themselves in a different light, also understand the woman's terror, which apparently they have trouble seeing. So that's fascinating, don't you think? Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I was... Um sort of a slightly different situation, but I think men don't know 
uh, have to be, well, maybe they aren't. Uh, maybe there's just a whole flurry of them that are bullies. But a young friend of mine texted me yesterday to say she's a teacher in Florida. And a young student that she liked very much had asked her if he could use her room for an early morning meeting before school began. And she liked the kid a lot. She said, sure. So she got up early to get to school early to unlock her room and let the kid in. And it was a meeting of um, the uh, what's called FCA, which is the uh, Christian Association of Athlete Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm -hmm. And this guy walks in, asks her if she belongs to a church. She says no. He tells her she's going to hell, grills her so hard on the Holy Spirit and whether or not she wanted to go to heaven that he made her cry. And she had to ask him to leave. Wow. Wow. So that was sort of almost the situation that you just described had been done to this woman, except... This woman walks into her own classroom thinking she's doing a nice thing and has a man in her face screaming at her in the morning. But Susan, he was trying to save her soul. He was being a good Christian, I know. Yeah. So, but you know what? They they're gonna there. There's uh, some similar research that is being funded by the U.S. Office of Naval Research that would allow men to experience sexual harassment in the workplace so wouldn't that be oh, a good yeah wouldn't that be a great training tool at, you know so that you can you you can put on the virtual reality thing and yeah, you you be a woman like Turn, yeah see see yeah, if they see, like it. see how you like it if women walk up to you and just pinch give you a little ass. pinch in the front of your pants right see if you like it right and they've also developed a kind of simulation in which a a, a cop uh, instead, uh, well, wh- this is meant for police, where they, in virtual reality, become a demonstrator facing down riot police, and in another, a person who is not black can occupy the body of somebody who is black, and they have found... Yeah, just walk down the street. Right. So after embodying a black person in virtual reality... The initial uh, results coming out of these studies showed that the white people who had that experience then scored lower on tests measuring implicit racial bias so that it had worked and that they weren't quite as racist as they had been or whatever. And they're saying that think of how this could be used. Now, this is a good thing that virtual reality can do. You know, a lot of people think it's just for playing, you know, games, video games. No, 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 no. Imagine you're a couple and you're having some marital difficulties. Well, you can go into some kind of a scenario where you both trade places, literally, right? And the husband becomes the wife, the wife becomes the husband, and... uh, I, I don't know. I think, uh, and there's even something where, you know, a lot of people are really good at giving advice to other people, but they wouldn't, so people tend to be more, treat other people nicer than they sometimes treat themselves. I think women do this a lot, um, where they're there for friends, but they're not necessarily willing to give themselves the same 
advice or cut themselves some slack that they would a friend. And so there are ways where you can actually um, put yourself in a therapeutic situation where you play both the therapist and yourself and go back and forth. And what people who have done that find out is they become nicer to them. They find themselves telling themselves things that they never would have, but would have if they weren't themselves. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I do know what you're saying, and and I know this is going to sound awful, but it's one of the it's one of what I call the perks of widowhood, because one of the things that I found out fairly quickly is that I forgive myself. I do something, I break something, I don't have to tell anybody. I just go, oh damn, that's okay, or <laughs> or I put a dent in my car. I don't have to go home and tell my husband. It just cost us a lot of money. I just forgive myself. Well, that's not a perk of widowhood. That's a perk of being single. I mean, I just want to say that well, I. Well, in my case, that's how I. Well, got yeah, there. that's how you got sing, sing, single. But <laughs> I mean, I have never. I mean, I you know I've been single for so long. I don't remember anything else and. You know, I know, I know. if I, I want and, something, and, and I, I like, buy it. If I want something, I buy it. I, and I remember, I like, and, you or other women have to say, well, I have to ask my husband. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'd lose my mind. I would. Well, and you were very cute when my, I went on a total spending spree for a couple of what years when I was, uh, and, and, and Mother was worrying about it, and you, you told her to be quiet and let me just have my fun. It's the first time in my whole life I've been allowed to do that on my own. <coughs> yeah. I was appreciative of that, I want you to know. I know. I mean, it's a sense of freedom. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. And it stopped, because I don't, because then, then you're just, saddled with all this crap which i no longer want (laughs) (laughs) like what the hell did i buy this so so it was a short-lived thing because then i became a totally different person (laughs) so uh speaking of sexual harassment did you see that 27 more women have come forward accusing charlie rose this is in addition to the No, but I'm not surprised. Listen to this. This is in addition to the 17 who had already been These on record. are busy. So I got to tell you, Charlie Rose, I mean, th- that's getting into uh, Bill Cosby territory. I mean, with the numbers. Yeah. My God. And Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Right. And they have different stories, but they all sort of come back to the same. He was accused of groping them, of exposing himself in the office of making unwanted advances, of uh, all kinds He's of... He's not stuff. Jewish, right? Is he one of the one of the few that isn't Jewish? Uh, I don't think he's Jewish. I don't think he is either. But Weinstein is. Steen, Stein, Steen. Weinstein, Wiener, who, that all, all the New York... <laughs> all those New Yorkers. Disgraced ones. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Jewish men. It's, I've noted it, too. And it's just unbelievable, dispiriting. As is the mayor of Missouri. I mean, the the governor of Missouri. The governor. He's Jewish. What the yeah. hell? Although, although, thank God, the people of Missouri would never usually don't think of that. So they're all complaining about the fact that this man has no Christian morals. Ah! And then somebody will 
bring up the fact that he's Jewish. And well, I, of course he doesn't have going. Christian morals like Donald Trump. Right. Right. Dear God. And like the guy that yelled at my friend. The guy who yelled at your friend. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 that's who, a good Christian. Who was given her room to hold a, a meeting about Christian fellowship and, and started by screaming at her until she started crying and sent him out of the room. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what to say. So did you see the latest with uh, China and Trump and this? It turns out so no one could understand why Trump all of a sudden decided to bail out this Chinese uh, Chinese firm that he put out of business with his sanctions on, on China and all of a sudden does a total 180. Well... He does a total 180 about the same day that the Chinese government throws 500 million, that'd be half a billion, guys, uh, dollars into a huge Trump uh, development in Indonesia. Isn't that, uh, Lynn, what? that is a coincidence. I believe and so. I, and I just think it's terrible that you would draw a line between those two things. Yes, I think it's uh, just serendipity. It's just, you know, luck. It just And if that doesn't work, it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was a joke. Wow, you people don't get jokes? Yeah. 500 mil from China uh, looks like a really, really good deal. Yeah. The press is now digging a little further into this. Uh, but, my God. The amount of skullduggery and just flat out. I mean, when, when exactly does the Amalian clause? I don't know. You know, I, you tell me. You tell I mean, me. I mean, it, it should have been triggered by now, don't we think? It should have been triggered the first day he was in office. It's just unbelievable. But he owns the federal government. Pretty well, apparently. much. Apparently. Yeah, he does. So I don't know. And speaking of the federal government and the judiciary, which is also, unfortunately, very red-tinged, so they said that we're going to be able to bet on, on games. Sports. I'm so against betting in general that I just think that's a stupid idea. But, hell, it, it's going to raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for states, and so that's money I won't have to... Well, the fact, listen, if, it's, if, if they, it shouldn't have been that uh, Nevada was given the exclusive right to vote on sports, and for some reason it was illegal every place else. It's either illegal or it's not illegal, and, and I, I actually agree with them. I think that's the right decision. And I'm not basing it on morality or gambling or yeah, anything. It's yeah. just that if it's legal in one place by federal law, then they have no right to say that it's not legal everywhere. Is that what I didn't look at their? Uh, is that what they that's said? The, that's what it is. I mean, I didn't read the decision either, but well, I, I, I don't I'm know sure that that's, that that's the crux of the argument. Really? Okay, I didn't read it. Yeah, I didn't read it, but I know a lot of people are, you know. <laughs> and speaking of raising, well, there's all sorts of side arguments about why it's not a good thing, but I don't think they they actually have any bearing on the legal issue at hand. Well, the law they overturned... Why is it okay yeah. to be legal in one place and illegal every yeah. place else? 
The law they overturned, though, was sponsored back in, I think, in the 70s. Was that it? 80s? Uh, by uh, then-Senator uh, Bill Bradley, who some of you might remember as a heck of a good professional basketball NBA player. Ball player. Yeah, who became a uh, senator from Massachusetts. And he felt very strongly that betting would um, potentially uh, cor- corrupt Well, sports. you know, you can throw games. But the, the argument against this now is that these guys make so much money that it's not... It's not as much of a uh, in minor league play. It'll it might have a bigger effect than it would in major league play because they're mm-hmm. why should they be tempted to throw away their career if they're making good money without it? Yeah. Barbara writes according. You know, why throw a game that would ruin your career right. if you're making millions playing the game? Right. That doesn't make sense. But it, it might affect minor league play. But as I said, I don't think any of that is a legal issue. According to MSNBC, Barbara sends us, Democrats' path to flipping the House of Representatives in November runs straight through Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, I mean, think everybody is saying that because we have the potential of just in this one state flipping five or six congressional seats right here. I think it's six. Well, we, you know, you got to see. But today, the polls are open, guys. And it's your opportunity. to. And don't turn your nose up at those down-ballot things like school boards. And you're, this, is, this is how democracy ideally works. You have an opportunity to pick the candidate in the general election. It's, a, it's huge. And let me tell you, those school board candidates might not look like they're important people. But A, they do an important job, and B, it's the first place that a lot of people that are interested in politics go. Right. Just get their start and start their training and start their networking and learn how the ropes work and get their teams together. So if you want to have a hand in seeing who's going to show up in your Senate race in Pay attention to those school oh, yeah. board races. Yeah. And get the bad people out there. Yeah. But, you know, I'll tell you, here's where uh, the dying uh, local newspaper uh, has an impact. Uh, pl- people don't know where to get information about these s- smaller, lower. I, you know, I'm, it's online, but a lot of people don't know from online where you can get, you know, the League of Women Voters will have stuff up and other people. But you got to do a little due diligence. Just look for yourself. Well, you know, and I, in my experience, I, I used to, in the run-up to most elections when I lived in Missouri, I would spend the week before the election fielding phone calls from all over, from people all over asking me who how they should vote and and i'm my guess is one of the reasons they asked me is because i never told them how to vote i'd explain who the different talent you know candidates were i'd tell them who i was voting for but in many cases the people that were asking me were people that i knew to hold very different views from me and i would suggest that they might be more interested in this candidate or that candidate, that of those, this is the one that I felt was better right. versus not. This is why, and 
you know, so there are more than one ways to come up with the information about school board people or local legislators than reading about it. You can figure out who pays attention to this stuff and just call them and ask. I got a call yesterday, actually, from a friend saying, I don't know, is there anything I'm supposed to be looking for here? And, um, you know, I said, just be... Actually, the Republicans locally have uh, more choices than the, the Democrats in, in this uh, primary. But, uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, just... I'm telling people generally... Find out any way you can, but those low races have the most impact on your life. Yes, they do. And I <laughs> and also want to say... your political future as well. I also want to say this, and I, I know this sounds essentially bigoted and silly, but in Pennsylvania, vote for women. Please. Vote for women. The guys have had a stranglehold on this state forever, and I don't know that they've done such a good job. That's for you to well, decide. No. But vote they, for women. They, just Th look at your state and compare it to other states in lots of different ways. Um, and you'll decide whether the men have done such a good job. No, or it's not. A, one of the more corrupt states in the country. And exactly. It's just disgusting. They, hey, by the way, any time you allow men to form an old boys' club, it well, rots. It's been there since the 1700s, for God's sake. Jeez, it's not that easy to chip away at, but you start by letting the people who've been kept out in. And that means you see women, vote for them. Now, there might be some duds, but vote for them. Um, also, I want to... You know, and that's, that's something that's important that we need to remember you can put all the money you want into races, but the only way to win a race is to get a voter to the polls and have more votes than the other guy. And that's it. That's the way that works. So, so I don't care whether the Koch brothers or whether you know, who's the what's the guy on our side, you know, is is buying up all all of that stuff. You still have the responsibility to find out the information, get your ass out of your chair and to the voting booth, and then we could, guess what? We could change everything. There's no reason to be hopeless. All you have to do is work to turn out your vote. That's right. That's the name of the game. I also want to... Uh, you know, so, Susan, I'm not able to say this. I keep trying to. I just want to say because we're running out of time. I need to tip my hat to the mayor of Pittsburgh, who has come out and said that he is jumping on the bandwagon for legalizing recreational pot. And Yay! Yeah, and he joins the mayor of Philadelphia and uh, a lot of other folks in Pennsylvania. But unfortunately, because Democrats don't vote... Uh, the guys in Harrisburg are the ones who have to make this choice, and they're a bunch of, uh, yeah, Republicans. And so Pennsylvania probably is going to be very late to the game. But nine states have now legalized recreational marijuana. More than half the states have legalized medicinal marijuana. And uh, New Jersey and New York look like they're getting close to legalizing um uh, recreational pot 
And I'll tell you, once they do, I think Pennsylvania might just for just to keep people from crossing the border uh, to spend, you know, get that money here, tax it. And uh, my and the other thing, you know, what they're finding is states that have uh, okayed recreational marijuana, their opioid addiction levels have dropped noticeably. Noticeably. So this is something being, uh, actually it's our Auditor General uh, who is, who's been beating the drum on this. He's the guy who looks at the books and he knows that the taxes on pot could be incredible. Uh, you know, nobody's going to get a penny from me on sports betting, but they're going to get some pennies from me on pot. Be happy. Be happy to uh, do that. So, Susan, are you missing the uh, pot stores uh, in California? Um, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's how's your stash holding up? That's, well, I'm being. I have to remember not to be quite so generous. generous. Yeah. Well, sorry, I ain't giving you back what you gave me. I'm sorry. You were very generous. But I have already booked my, my a trip to Colorado in September, so. Oh, okay. So you can replenish there. That's cool. Yeah, I find now that I have uh, I have a sister-in-law that has conveniently taken up a second residence in Colorado, and <laughs> with my visits to California and. Yeah, you're and, pretty well placed. Uh, huh? And New Mexico, I'm doing great. Good, Thanks. good. I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, yeah. No, I'm happy for you because I'm generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I live in a backwater, apparently. Okay, well... well so do I. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Suze, thank you. You travel. You're yeah, traveling we'll today? Bye. Okay, safe travels. Yeah, I'm going home. Okay, safe okay, travels. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And you guys vote, vote. Call people in your orbit and tell them to vote. Help them get there if there's a problem with that. Vote, 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 vote. So we have something to be happy about tomorrow when we'll get together again. Have a great day. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.